0: Good morning, everybody.
1: It's the Sunday Change Experience. I'm Apostle David Brown. We're opening up old school
0: today. Pastor E. Dewey Smith. Pass me not. You remember this. Do not pass me by. Oh Lord. Come on, join with us. Let me at thy throne of mercy. Oh let me at thy throne of mercy. Find a sweet relief. Would you find an old Baptist hymn? Everybody sing. Me, lean there in deep contrition, help my unbelief. Sing it with me now, oh, help Help my my unbelief. Let's go to church, come on. Crying, Savior, singing, Savior, oh, Savior in my humble cry. Hallelujah. Humble cry. Come on in, everybody. Good morning, good morning. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Do not pass me by. Sing and we'll oh, say, yeah, oh, say, hear my, my, my humble cry oh, 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 oh. while on others, wow. while on others die. Holy, do not pass me by Do not pass me by Let's sing it again Oh Savior Oh Savior Let's get ready to get into the word Hear my humble cry Hallelujah. While on others, on others thou art calling. Do not pass me by.
1: Me by. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Wow. Went all the way back for that one. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior, Pastor E. Dewey Smith out of Atlanta, Georgia. Opening us up with worship on this morning, wanna say good morning to all of our Living Word family. Good morning to our Living Word members. Good morning to our friends. Hello their partners. Good to have you with us this morning for the Sunday Change Experience I am Apostle David Brown. I'm the founding pastor of Living Word Christian Center, now known as Living Word Ministries, and we're glad to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. I wanna say good morning to my beautiful wife, Dawn Michelle Brown. Good morning to my daughter, online campus minister, Sierra Brown, online campus minister, Justin Brown, my son, And they, too, join me every week bringing you the word of the Lord uh, on Sunday mornings at 1130 uh, right here where you are. I'm going to say good morning to our first assistant, Pastor Clayton Rory Jr. and his wife, Elder Robin. I called Elder Robin uh, Elder Dawn last week, but I meant Elder Robin. Excuse me for that. Clayton and Robin Rory. Thank God for their lives. And good morning to Miss April J., who is the founder and the CEO of WPB Media Networks, and they are responsible for editing our program, and they are also responsible for expanding our footprint through so many additional sites and platforms, which I'll share with you in just a moment. The Sunday Change Experience is now being seen on the following sites and platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, LinkedIn, and YouTube, all via the WPBmedianetworks.com website. All you have to do is go there. And all of these sites we are now on, thank God, and thank uh, Miss April J., to God be the glory, great things he has done as he has expanded our footprint all across the globe. Access is a given to all of those different sites. We're glad to have you. I want to speak to you today uh, from the subject, When Your Heart Is Overwhelmed. When Your Heart Is Overwhelmed. Let's pray and get into this teaching. Father, we thank you for your word we thank you for the people who have gathered together today on this Sunday morning. You said when the eagles gather, the meat's going to be there. We thank you, God, for a meaty message that will feed our spirits, feed our souls, and will sustain us till the next time we meet. We ask, God, that the ears of those who are hearing today will be anointed with, with ear salves so that they can hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. We know that your word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish that which you sent it forth to do, and we Pray this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Psalm 61. Let's go there. Psalm 61, verses 1 through 3. A passage that many of us are very familiar with because we made this into a song. We sang this for praise and worship many, many years at Living Word. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto Thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, this is a psalm of David, King David. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou has been a shelter for me and a strong tower for my enemy. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now, did you know um, that Louis Farrakhan, the leader of... uh, the Nation of Islam, a black Muslim movement here in America, and a very, very powerful leader of that group of people. Did you know that he plays the violin? Louis Farrakhan is a classical violinist. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, that's a piece of information. It's good for Black History Month here in February. He plays the violin. I bring that up because before a violin can be played, you got to get the uh, stress out of the violin strings. And the way you do that is you wind those strings up and tighten them. The only problem is if you tighten them too much, if you over tighten them, those uh, strings can break. And in the same way, that's uh, true about human beings. When we are undergoing stress, stress comes into all of our lives. And sometimes when stress comes, it kind of gets us amped up, kind of gets us uh, pumped to the point where we can get some things done. Uh, You can clean every room in a house. You can uh, (laughs) wash all the clothes, four or five loads of clothes, vacuum all the rugs, scrub all the dishes up. So many things, there's my amen corner, my dogs saying amen and backing me up. So many things happen when uh, you're undergoing stress. A lot of people say that when you have a dog, a dog helps you with stress and uh, causes you to live longer. I'm glad I got two of those. And they bark every once in a while. That's what happens when you're doing live um. Uh, ministry so uh, we get all pumped over the fact that uh, we're stressed and it can be good to a certain extent but you can also go uh, beyond a threshold and human beings like the violin string can snap we can snap and that's what stress can do to you that's what stress can do to us if uh, if it gets too far. I heard a story about um, these dolphins that uh, got swept out of their aquarium during the uh, Hurricane Katrina. Remember Hurricane Katrina? Well, there was uh, s- some dolphins that were in the uh, aquarium in New Orleans. They got swept as a result of the hurricane. They got swept into the sea. But their lives were saved because they stayed together. Veterinarians and um, animal specialists said that had one of the dolphins left the pack, left the group, that dolphin would have died. He would have lost his life because he left the group. The group was important to its survival. And one of the major dangers of stress when people are going through it, is we try too hard to go it alone. We try to handle stuff alone. We try to do everything ourselves, and uh, that's not a good thing because uh, if the enemy can isolate you, if the enemy can isolate you, he can have an influence over your life. And when you're alone too much, You tend to to lose your perspective and only see things one way because it's just you. God has designed people to be connected. Write that in the chat. God has designed people to be connected. We were not designed to be alone. Let me get something to drink here. The scripture says that God takes the solitary and he puts them in families. We had our our first dog, Django, and uh, he seemed like he was a little bit lonely at times. (laughs) So now we have the other little dog, Nola, and uh, now we have fun barking and playing and the whole nine yards. They just seem to be a lot happier when they have uh, companionship. And the same thing happens with human beings. We weren't designed to be alone. God says it's not good. Back in Genesis, the word says it is not good that man should be alone. So God takes the solitary, the scripture says, and puts them in families because we do much better when we are in a cluster. So when your heart is overwhelmed, one of the things we need to do, first thing, is get into a family. Get, get into a group of people, not necessarily your blood relatives, but get around people who can uh, lift your spirit. Get around people who can uh, feed your soul. Get around people who can uh, make you laugh, keep you smiling. Get, get around people, people that care for you. When you get around the right people, it can make all the difference in the world. When you, you get around the right people, it can change your whole attitude change your entire outlook simply by being around others. But then the the other side of that coin is there are times in our lives when we're sick of people. We don't want to do, we don't want anything to do with people. We don't want to see anybody. People in many instances are not the cure. It's not the thing that's going to change the direction of your life, the trajectory of where you're going. And so especially if you're around the wrong people. The wrong people can bring more chaos and cause problems to become even bigger. Sometimes then, secondly, you just have to turn to God. First, you turn to people. It's good when people are in clusters, groups of people can help you. But then there are times when you don't want to do anything with people. You don't want to have anything to do with people. (laughs) My wife says, people be peopling. And sometimes the way people be peopling is not really working for you. And so that's when we turn to God. That's when we turn to God. The psalmist David says it like this. He addressed it in Psalm 62 in verse eight. He says these words, listen, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad God is a refuge for us? Pour out your heart to him because he is a refuge for us. What's a refuge? A refuge is a safe place. So we're saying God is a safe place. When people, when humanity, when human beings, when friends, when family, are just not hitting a spot for you, the one that can fill that void is God. God is a refuge. God is a safe place. God is a place of protection. God is a place of security. God is a place of peace when you get in his presence. The Bible even says in his presence is fullness of joy. Nothing can change the trajectory of your spirit, what you're going through when your heart is overwhelmed than when you get in the presence of God. In his presence. His fullness of joy. David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, that's when I run into the presence of God. Amen. You look at the writings of David. Many of the writings of David, they start out with David crying out to God. It's over 150 Psalms. you, You read them. They start out with David crying out to God. And then By the time the end of the psalm comes around, David is rejoicing. Why? Because in the presence of God is fullness of joy. So you'll go into his presence one way, but folks, you'll come out totally changed by the power of the living God. Somebody say amen. Amen. Why? What changed? What happened? Because when David went into the presence of God, listen, he vented. He vented he exhaled. He let things go. He, he There was a release. He shook it off in the presence of the one who knows how to deal with the challenges of our life. Somebody say hallelujah. And then God, think about God, is God is not going to talk about it. God is not going to go and post it on Instagram like some people. God's not going to put it on FaceTime and start to talk all kinds of stuff Maybe sometimes they won't say your name, but you know who they're talking about because uh, they are getting it out on social media. God won't do that to you. That's why David ran to him when he was overwhelmed. Listen, you can't escape stress. You and I cannot escape stress. It's going to be a part of our lives. The Bible says in this world, you're going to have some tribulation." I mean, you might as well just go ahead and get ready for it, cause it's coming. I mean, hadn't come? If it hadn't come yet. It's coming. In this world, you will have tribulation. And I said, don't speak that over me. I'm, not, I'm only telling you what Jesus said. You're gonna have it, but you can learn to cope with it, deal with it, and get out of it every time it comes, simply by taking it to God. Jesus said it like this. He says, "Cast your cares upon me." because I care for you. We weren't designed to carry stress and heaviness. That's not what people, human beings can do. That's why God says, when it comes, bring it to me. And do you know one of the things that God will lead you to do when you go to God with your overwhelming situations and stressful situations and problems and all, you know what God will do? To take your mind off of your stress, God will send you into somebody else's situation so that you can begin to minister to them. That's what happened with the prophet uh, Elijah. When Elijah was depressed, you said Elijah was depressed? Yes. One of the greatest prophets in the word of God was depressed. And when Elijah was depressed, you know what God did? God showed him how to help himself. God showed him how to do it. How? I'm glad you asked. By leaving the cave that he was in, by leaving the place where he was hiding and God let him out so he can start ministering to others. Folks, listen, when you focus on others, it gives you a whole brand new insight. Your perspective changes when you take the focus off of you and begin to go forward and help somebody else. When we go through hard times, God brings us alongside other people who are going through hard times so we can be there for them and God will manifest himself on our behalf. Somebody shout hallelujah. See, when you need help, reach out to help somebody else. Reach out to get connected with others. And then both of us Will be made whole. Why? Because there's safety in the cluster. The Bible says there's safety in the cluster. I remember when I was a kid, I was in uh, kindergarten. My mother took me to kindergarten for the first time and left me there. And she'd never, I've never been out of her presence. And so <laughs> she left me. I started bawling and crying. Ah! Crying and crying and crying and crying. The teacher came and got me and took me over and sat me down on a bench with other little kids that were also crying. So we had a whole, a whole bench full of crying kindergarteners who were missing their parents. Ah, and I looked to my left. Ah, I looked to my right. Ah, tears and snot and all kinds. Of, oh, it looked terrible. And I looked at them and I said, is that how I'm looking? I thought to myself, Is that how I'm looking? I got myself together. I got my mind off of me. And listen, that cured my pity party. So when your heart is overwhelmed, first of all, get in a cluster. Get around people who can help you change your attitude and change your perspective. Secondly, sometimes people don't help. People can't help. You don't want to be around them. That's when you take it to God. That's what David said. Take it to God. And then thirdly, listen, when life gets too stressful, remember this. I want you to listen now. There's a lot of things that are stressful happening all around us. There's a lot of stressful things going on all around the world. It's always something going on. Boy, you turn on that TV, craziness all over the world. But listen, watch this. If it doesn't have your name on it, don't pick it up. (laughs) If it doesn't have your name on it, don't pick it up. You don't have to get involved with everything. If it doesn't have your name on it, don't pick it up. Write that in the chat. If it doesn't have my name on it, I'm not going to pick it up. Well, you say, shouldn't we help people? Yes, we should. But stress is magnified when you try to get involved in everything, when you try to micromanage everything, or you you try to stick your nose in everything that's going on. I thought you said we're supposed to be our brother's keeper. Yeah, we are. We are our brother's keeper. But we've got to have some boundaries set. You have got to set some boundaries. And if you're not sure where you should help and where you should not help, what should you do? Ask God in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. He'll tell you who to get involved with and who not get involved with. He'll, he'll tell you who to help out and who you should just leave there and let them work it out themselves and let God do it. That's the dilemma of uh knowing who you should help, knowing when to help. That's God's direction. He'll let you know when and how to do it. Amen? Why? We've got to be careful not to step into God's position. We're not God. We're there to be our brother's keeper at the times when God directs us and leads us. Can't be there for everybody. Can't be there for every situation. Why? Because we'll get it mixed up. We'll start thinking we're God. We're the source. And all we are is a resource. We're a resource. God is the source. And he'll lead us and guide us and direct us into all truth. When your heart is overwhelmed, make sure that you are not contributing to your your own overwhelmingness. Make sure you go to people, get them to help you. And then when it's time for you to, Negate that, remember to go to God. And God will bring you out every time. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. Let's pray. Father, thank you for everyone that's gathered around this word today. Thank you that every overwhelming situation is being quelled, brought down, brought to naught, brought to nothing. But you are bringing them deliverance from their enemy Peace to their mind, tranquility to their heart and their soul. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone say it, amen and amen. Now, have you invited the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart? Are you saved? All you got to do is pray and ask God to come into your life. Just say, dear Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Save me now. Thank you. For saving me from my sin. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'll live for you all the days of my life. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer for the first time, I want to be a blessing to you. I have some materials that I would love to send you that will help you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. All you have to do is write me at drdavidhbrown at yahoo.com. That's Dr. David H. Brown at yahoo.com. Let me know you got saved today. You invited the Lord Jesus into your heart and I'll send you those free materials that will help you. I'll be looking to hear from you this week to receive that information. Stay tuned for the announcements. Pastor Clayton Roy has put together some announcements for you right after the benediction. We also have a brand new mailing address that I want you to make sure that you have our brand new mailing address for Living Word Ministries. But first, here's a part of this worship experience that we all can participate in. It's the opportunity to tithe and give into the kingdom of God. First of all, I wanna say thank you for all of you who help us. Thank you for all of you who are giving. Thank God for all of you who are tithing and sowing seed. We can't do it without your obedience to God in your tithing and your giving. When you give into the kingdom of God through the good ground of this ministry, I'm believing God with you. Don and I are standing in faith with you that God will give you the corresponding, the corresponding harvest on your giving. Keep the cycle of seed time and harvest going in your life. In the book of Ephesians chapter six, verse eight says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, God will cause men to give into your bosom. At Living Word, we offer five ways to sow seed. Five ways to sow seed at Living Word. We're going to put those uh, ways on the screen. You can give through Cash App. Our Cash App um, address is uh, uh, handle is dollar sign LWM Cathedral One. That's dollar sign LWM. Cathedral One. You can give that way. You can also give via Zell. Zell allows you to give without charging you any fees. To give using Zell, you can use our Living Word Giving at gmail.com email address. That's my living Word Giving at gmail.com to give for our address at Zell. You can also use the Tithely app, T I T H E, tithe.ly. When you go to that app, type in Living Word Baltimore. When our logo comes up, you'll know that it's us. Follow the prompts and give via titling. You can also text to give, for those of you who like to text, you can text the word GIVE to 844-459-0749. And here's our brand new mailing address. You can mail your checks and money orders Payable to Living Word and mail it to 6400 Baltimore National Pike, Suite 170-A, PMB number 221. And the zip code is Baltimore, Maryland, 21228. Take a moment and take a screenshot of the five ways to give so that you can have our brand new mailing address. For Living Word Ministries. It's a little lengthy, so it'll be easier if you take a picture of it so that you can remember. I also want to remind you that all week long, you can follow us on social media, on all of the social media platforms at DavidBrownG51. DavidBrownG51 on Facebook, on Instagram, on X, which is formerly Twitter, on LinkedIn, and on threads, David Brown. G51 will have inspiration for you. A few laughs. We have uh, inspiration. The word for you today, every morning, you'll be blessed. So follow us all week. I'm so glad you joined us today. Look for you on next Sunday, and I'll look for you online. But for now, here's the benediction, the final blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, amen. Have a great Sunday. Love you. See you next time.